Yokoso, welcome to Amakara Japan. We uh, appreciate you coming and listening to us in this podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about Japanese headlines then、um, talk about what the Japanese people are talking about, but we're speaking in English, so、uh, you can kind of know what's going on in Japan at this time. I'd like to welcome Steven and Yasushi with me again. Hello. Konnichiwa. And this week we are discussing、um, Japanese, or Japan's free childcare program.、Um, basically, this October,、uh, Japan has across the board created、um, the preschool and, and childcare program free for everyone.、Um, I know some used to be free, some used to offer subsidies. Um, and some had a cost to parents, but now everything across the board is free.、Uh, Yasushi, you want to explain a little bit about the prior system or previous system and now what the October changes have come about? Yeah, just to be precise. Okay, so it became the free for most people, but there are exceptions. Like super high earners, you know, those who pay like $2,000 US a month for their preschool education. That's got, not going to be you know, covered、um, 100% by the government. So there is a maximum. But I would say you know, most people,、um, for most people, it's going to be free. So it's, it's a wonderful system. And previously, you know,、um, so until this September,、um, so people who、um, have their children go to kindergartens or Um, daycare centers,、um, the fees are, are differ you know, based on household income.、Um, so basically, high income earners earn,、um, have to pay more, and you know, lower income people, had, the fees were cheaper. So it was a very fair system, right? But then,、um, so I. Let me just take a step back and give you a little bit of a background.、Um, the reason the government decided to introduce this system is, as you may know, Japan has this you know, declining birth rate issues for many years, right? And in order to help、um, people to have more children, in order to encourage people to have, you know, give birth to more children, the government wanted to sort of make it. You know, easier and affordable to raise children. And having this free education, you know, daycare services is one way to do it. And in addition to that,、um, like the proportion of、um, childcare expenditures in Japan is one of the、uh, highest compared to other OECD countries. So that has been another issue. And the Japanese government obviously wanted to address. Um, that problem as well. So,、um, yeah, just this October, this、uh, new f-、um, free program has started, and you think people are happy, right? Because now they don't have to pay anything. Correct. And I know that there were like wait lists as well of like people trying to get their kids into certain daycares, and there was like, I think it said, 200,000, 350,000 students、yeah. or、uh, kids try- on these wait lists. And so they were hoping we make everything free. Then, like those people who、uh, are on wait lists for one、um, 
daycare might transfer to another daycare type of thing. And then this allows for people to mothers to be in the workforce and, and encourage that sort of behavior. Yeah. But there's another, you know, um, um, some people might think, you know, once this free education program started, you know, more people might apply. So those people who have their children in the kindergartens might switch to the preschools because it's, it's, it's you know, the public free um, daycare centers are mostly for free, right? So right. I th one way to look at it is this is helping a lot of, you know, um, low-income families, but also this could aggravate the, the issue that you just mentioned, uh, the long wait, you know, wait, waiting list. Correct. And that's, I think what they, what happened is that they made these changes in October thinking, okay, this will fix everything. And it's actually made it much worse than they expected because so many more people who didn't have their kids in childcare are now trying to get them in. And now they don't have the resources enough for teachers to take care of all of the children in these daycares. It doesn't make any sense because it's basically saying we don't have enough facilities to house all these people, or all these children. So let's make it free because that will make it better. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And like Michelle said, that's just going to make more and more people go. And as one of the articles you had shown us before, the gentleman said that uh, in April that people were already reporting higher numbers of applications and that some of the more private ones that weren't having any government subsidies we're having to close down because people were like, well, we're not going to pay this. We're going to go to the free one now. And so there are actually people losing business from this. So overall, it seems to be more of a, a detriment. It's one of those things that people are like, oh, yeah, free. Free is always good. Free is not always good. You have to look at repercussions. What happens when things are free in the long term to not just the immediate people, but to everybody? Yeah, that's a very good point, Stephen. So... That's exactly the reason why a lot of people are sort of opposed to this new program. Um, Asahi Shimbun, you know, one of the major newspapers in Japan, did a survey a while ago, and surprisingly, more than 60% of the Japanese people said they are against this program. Right? So you think, why? You know, this is, this is a good prog program. It's now the education is, you know, free. But people think that this is not a good policy because you know the the priority is mixed up so the government should tackle um basically they had two big issues um one is like michelle you mentioned um waitlisted children right and another is the working conditions of daycare workers and that th those two issues are the biggest you know um challenges that we have and it looks like government is skipping that and tackling another you know sort of minor issues i mean free education is important but it's it's not urgent right yeah i don't think it's gonna i think it's interesting because you have 60 you said more than 60 percent said they didn't want it so you have over half of the population saying no and the government is supposed to represent the population and what they want and yet they went <laughs> against that. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
So I can probably explain how serious uh, this issue is. So um, the precise number of waitlisted children as of April this year is 16,000 children. Um, those are the number of children who are not who are on the waiting list to be admitted into the government-sponsored daycare centers. Mm -hmm. But the actual number is expected to be much bigger than that because there are children or, or the parents who just give up, you know, looking at the waiting list and they can't put their children in, in, their, in their daycare center. So sometimes they just give up their jobs. They, they quit, right? So the some survey, um, some studies, some experts say that the real number is close to 80,000 children on the waiting list. Wow. And it, it is really serious because if you cannot place your children in the daycare centers, you cannot do your job, right? You cannot go back to your workplace. So a lot of mothers have a hard choice. They have to decide either they're going to ask their bosses to sort of extend their maternity leave, usually for another year, because, you know, in Japan, the school season starts in April, right? And that's where, when they have the new openings. And if they can't, you know, um, put their children in the daycare centers in April, they usually have to wait for another year. But as you, as you can guess, you know, asking your company to give you extra year, you know, <laughs> is, is, is pretty hard task, right? So a lot of mothers do is they, they just give up their jobs and, you know, they become, a, they become housewives. Well, that kind of brings up a question I was going to ask, you know, you have, and it's fine if a mom wants to go to work, if she wants to stay home, like that's their choice. But then you have, you know, moms who are like, hey, I want to go back to work, but I can't because I have this kid who needs to go to a daycare. Well, my question is, is there a social stigma of if your child doesn't go to these daycares, these educational facilities at a young age, are they not able to get into first grade at the school that they should? Are they going to be considered uh, less educated? Like, is there this social stigma that your kid needs to go to these schools at the age of three? Or is it okay? It's like, you know what? I want to just keep my kids at home until first grade. You know, I want to raise them at home, let them do whatever. Yeah, so it's interesting. You think, you know, having your child early education is, is a better choice, right? And it's kind of true for the kindergartens. But nursery schools were seen like, um, um, like, like you're not doing a mother's job. Yeah. It, it, was, it, it, it was like a social stigma to put your children in, in the daycare centers as opposed to kindergartens. So that, that's kind of, you know, that shows how the Japanese um, mothers are, are seen by other, you know, um, especially... Um, Japanese man. Ugh, don't get me started on the, the mentality of Japanese men and women in the workplace. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, so, like the article you showed us before, uh, also sent us about a, you know, the mom not able to kind of do the daycare or the lady wanted to work in the daycare and then she was pregnant and the boss and her coworkers just made her life miserable because they wanted her to work. Even though a doctor said, no, you need to stay home. Like, well, you can stay here till you have the baby. It's like, the, uh, 
the Japanese mentality of work, I, I, I just, I don't understand it because it doesn't ever seem efficient. It seems more like you have to be present and doing a bit of a job, but not like be there doing a great job. Because I always feel that the people who would work, if it would, they were allowed to work efficiently. You wouldn't need to work till nine, ten o'clock at night. You could get your job done quickly. But because if you leave at five, it appears bad. Then you just slack off on your work all day and you kind of do a bit here and there. And you're working. You make it look like you're working, but I just don't think it's done efficiently. Yeah, I mean th that's true for, I mean nursery schools、um, staff too, right? And the reason why. Um, we have the shortage of daycare workers is because it's viewed as one of the, you know,、um, one of the most sort of terrible jobs in Japan. And, and it's it's kind of interesting when you think, you know, let's say you ask little children,、um, little girls, what they want to be in the future. The most common answers you would hear is definitely kindergarten teachers or nursery school, you know,、um, staff. And maybe you might hear, you know, pianists or piano teachers or you know nurses, but nursery school, you know, caregivers are always, you know, on top of the list. But if you ask the same question to like university students or college students or even the students who go to this nursery training to get a, you know, a certificate, most of them don't think it that way, and and. More than half of the people who got license to work in daycare facilities end up getting a job outside the industry. So you can see how unpopular、um, this job is. And even you know,、um, people who got the job at the daycare centers quit. Most people quit within five years. So that's why we have you know serious shortage of daycare workers. So unless we The government starts to improve the working conditions for daycare staff. You know, this this problem is just going to remain. It's just one of the you know, it's the it's the same thing for other Japanese jobs, but you know, long working hours and low pay, and and in, in addition, it comes with huge responsibility to take care of little children, right? Because they always have they're likely to have accident, small accidents. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's interesting as you kind of talk about all of those things in kind of relation to American culture. Is teachers in general, elementary school teachers, middle school, high school teachers, like as you talk to younger people, like younger students, even females, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? They talk about teaching, and yet we have this huge shortage of teachers that have low pay. And just a very unrewarding type of thing, and so I feel like this sort of same、uh, tragedy that's happening with the daycare system and these like nursery care workers is the same thing that's happening to teachers in the like American school system. Is that you know you need you have this huge demand for these teachers, but yet they're so low paid and they and they just get treated very poorly.、Um, In in these situations, and so many of these workers who decide to follow these professions end up quitting after five years just because it is just like no reward whatsoever.、Mm. So it's kind of interesting to kind of see those two 
comparisons between the daycare system and, and the teaching system here in America. Yeah, definitely. Since you mentioned, you know, the comparison between Japan and the U.S., you know, babysitting is not very popular. It is not common in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, we have that service, but it's kind of expensive. So not a lot of people can afford that service. So that, that makes the situation worse, right? If they, it's very hard to find, you know, openings in the daycare centers and they can't afford to have babysitters. So mothers just, you know, they have to quit their jobs and stay at home and raise children. They, have, they don't have other choice. Yeah, it's very interesting because I think in part of the articles, uh, it was talking about how babysitting or even like um, nannies, like live-in nannies, it's just not a thing in Japan. It's I, I have a lot of friends who lived in multiple states and was a nanny for multiple families and across countries, like in European countries. But in Japan, it's very frowned upon to have strangers come in and, and take care yeah. of the children. Yeah, that's true. Well, very, very fascinating uh, discussion today. It's, um, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few months with this free daycare system and, and how the public reacts to it if these wait lists get longer or hopefully they get shorter and, and that there's enough funds to help promote more caregivers, more um, preschool teachers and, and daycare givers uh, to, to work there. Um, I want to thank you, Yasushi and Stephen, for joining me. This was Amakara Japan. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And hopefully you have something to talk about at uh, evening meal. So hope you have a wonderful week, and we will talk next week. Ja, matane. Bye. Sayonara. 